Hey, it's me, Sam. Uh, this is my podcast, and this is episode two, I guess. I did do a, uh, what do I call it, clarifications quick post just to, because I'm an idiot, and so that's probably, I'm thinking, going to happen after every podcast, because uh, one, I'm doing no editing, and two, I have to record these all, well, I choose to, I should say, record these all in one one take, if you will, so um, yeah, I'm going to say things that are wrong, guaranteed, so I'm, I'm going to have to probably go ahead and commit to that, clarifications, uh, posting in between each each episode, so um, I'm calling this episode uh, Back Porch Diaries because I didn't have time today like I thought I might while I was driving, and I'm kind of committed to posting an episode every day. Now, granted, it is literally 30 minutes until the end of this mm-hmm. day, but I'm doing it. Um, and uh, so I was laughing a minute ago because my brother... Okay, so my sister-in-law is amazing, and she has, in the past, mentioned on and off that I should write a blog, or I should, you know, we've talked about podcasts once I started listening to, um, I just have been listening to podcasts literally for like barely over four months, um, didn't, never even looked at them before, but um, my sister-in-law has said that, you know, said that a couple of times, and so when I recorded the first one, um, you know, I guess I could have like posted it, you know, somewhere on Facebook or Instagram and tried to see if other people wanted to listen to it, but I'm not confident and I'm not like, I'm nervous and I I don't know. So I, um, I just sent it to my sister-in-law and told her like, fine, like I did it here. And, uh, so she obviously told my brother and my brother who, Love is heart is telling me about how I need to change the gram the my title is not grammatically correct. And God love him, I think he's right. So I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna fix that. I don't I'm not totally committed to the title of the podcast right now. Um, but I don't know. It's kinda growing on me, so I might I might leave it. But Luke, I will fix the grammar. So thank you for that tip. Um <clears throat> so I did wanna um just put something out there for, you know, people who, um, maybe some, at some point end up listening to this. I plan on, um, taking full advantage of the, um, the English language. So uh, essentially what that means is I'm not, I'm not totally opposed to, um, curse words, cussing, uh, if you will, but, um, it, it's not something that I don't want it to be like a shock factor. I don't want it to be like, oh, here we go. Another Christian who uh, said she was a Christian, but, but cusses. She's a hypocrite. She's what, yeah, I mean, I'm a hypocrite for sure. Like we all are, but, um, or I am, I shouldn't put that on y'all, but, um, yeah. So I guess I'm not sorry, but I guess just a heads up. That's just, that's just what it is. Like I talk the way I talk. You can ask my kids, like, maybe I'm a terrible parent, but I've told my kids, like, I just think it's ridiculous that, like, at some point in the uh, history, people decided that these group of five words were bad words, I just said air quotes, um, 
and I just don't, I don't go for it. So just a heads up, that's like a lead in to today's, today's podcast because, um, yeah, I don't want people to be like, great, you know, here we go. Another, another Christian who's trying to, uh, get attention by being cool and using cuss words. I don't care. Listen, I'm the least cool person that I know. I'm like hot, but not, but (laughs) I don't know. I'm not cool and I'm not trying to be cool. I just talk and like sometimes if it gets heated or it gets emotional, I might use some words to, you know, relay that emotion. So heads up. Um, Okay. So today's um, episode is completely just um, things that I actually just sat down and was like, what are some things that have been, that have been um, just kind of like funny this week or annoying or that I've been kind of, I don't know, that have kind of been highlights of my week in a way that, highlights in a way that, you know, is just hilarious, I guess. But so I wanted to start out with um, my daughter is, uh, my one daughter is six years old. And she, um, okay, so two years ago, she was on a ragball team, and it was, it was total tragic. Like, she literally fell face first, running to first base after her very first hit. I am the crazy mom who went out onto the ball diamond with her and forced her to get up And then I proceeded to run the uh, bases, not run, like I don't run, but I mean, we like walked fastly because she was crying the whole time. I mean, she was just humiliated. I think she was her. I don't know. But I made her, um, I made her finish the bases all the way through. And so in my mind, I'm like, she played the rest of the season, like it was fine or whatever, but in my mind, I was kind of thinking like, okay, she, there's no way she's ever going to want to play baseball again, which is kind of okay for me because I'm sorry to anyone who was like baseball fanatic, but I just cannot get on board. I can't, it's, I'm so bored. It's, it's just, it's just not, I don't know, maybe just cause I haven't really experienced it, um, in a way that's, it is exciting. Cause people talk about it being like super exciting, but I just have not experienced that. So all of a sudden you know, last year went by, she didn't want to do it. She ended up doing dance from the spring. My kids, I, I allow them to, um, what I have them do is one, they're allowed to do one activity per season. So, and I let them choose. Um, I give some like parameters, like, no, I'm not taking you on a, I'm not putting you on a $1,200 a season soccer team. Sorry, not doing it. But I mean, like if they want to dance or they want to do karate or they want to do soccer or whatever, like I let them choose one activity a season. So last year, baseball came around and she was like, hell no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. She didn't say that. That's what I said. And I was thankful. Um, So she wanted to do dance because that's once a week. And like she goes in there and I sit in the lobby and talk to the other moms. It's super fun. Fun for her, fun for me. Well, this year, all of a sudden, the flyer comes home and she wants to play t-ball. What? So, because I'm kind of committed to this letting them choose what they want to do thing, sign her up for t-ball and, um, so we get to the second game, uh, this week and I'm sitting with one of the other moms who I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not like 
fashion forward. I'm not hip. I like basically just put on clothes because they fit and they're, I think, socially acceptable. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and you know, so anyway, this, this other mom is like super artsy. I mean, she literally owns, uh, her own jewelry studio. Like she's to the max artsy. And, but I, and she was the kind of person that I always was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to end up being friends with her because we're so different. And like, there's way cooler people than me and she's cool and I'm not. And, but it just so happens turn of fate our daughters are kind of BFF. They're in the same kindergarten class. And so yay for me, I ended up, um, I mean, she has to be friends with me. So it worked out really well. But anyway, so we're at the T-ball game and we're sitting together and her and I got to talk in. I wanted, I hope that somebody other than my brother and sister-in-law listen to this and can give some feedback or maybe I just talk about it and never get feedback. And it's just something I get annoyed about every time. But um, before the game, I found out, and then that her daughter had asked the same questions was about what were they going to have for snacks at the game? And my response to my daughter, which was, I found out later was the same response to hers was, why do you need a snack after the game? First of all, the game is barely an hour long. Um, why do you need, and, and we're not talking about like, and if you have kids you, and your kids are on teams or your kids are involved in any type of activities, this happens in every genre of sport until they get a little bit older, especially, I mean, then it kind of tapers off. But when they're younger, uh, I'm sure when they're younger and their teeth are forming and like at a critical stage of not needing to have a ton of sugar, that's when we really push the snacks hard. But um, yeah, if your kids are on teams or you've done any type of, you know, sports with your kids, you know how this is like every single game. Why are they always pushing a bag of fruit snacks, a Capri Sun, and what was the other thing? Like a bag of Cheez-Its or something? I don't know. But, um, so her and I were talking, like, first of all, I'm, I don't have any statistics. You know that. I don't know. I don't have anything official to, to back up this information, but I'm pretty sure that childhood obesity is kind of a major issue. I also know from my own personal experience with my daughter and then my this friend of mine, the other mom, she was talking about her daughter as well. You know, kids are having more and more dental issues at younger ages. And I, I have to think that it maybe has something to do with all of this candy and snacks and everything that's being pushed. So the thing that I want to really touch on is that um, it's so funny to me how people react when I restrict my kids from having candy or sweets or treats or like, honestly, God, Clara, my daughter is not, um, she's not supposed to eat any type of chewy candy, sweets, anything, because she does have four cavities from about a year ago. And she also at this most recent visit had like a pre cavity, like almost a cavity. So, She's not supposed to have anything that's like chewy, you know, whatever. And you would think that I was like spending her college fund gambling or like 
breaking her leg every time. You know, the way that people react when you restrict your kids from not... I remember, um, this has been a couple years ago, but we were at a doctor's office and I was actually there for myself for like a physical for something for work, I think, for my insurance. And she was with me. So she had to have been, I mean, like two, maybe three if she wasn't in school. I mean, she was obviously she wasn't in preschool yet. So she was probably two or so. And for whatever reason, the um, secretary had a bunch of cake pops. And at that point, I definitely wasn't thinking about like cavities or anything like that. She didn't have anything. That, but in my mind, I was thinking, we're walking out the door. I know my daughter. She is a pig pen, 100%. Plus, it's a cake pop. So it's pretty well like you're going to end up, it's going to be a mess. Um, and so in my mind, I was thinking, we're going to another location after that. I did not want her to be eating a cake pop and then get to the next stop and she's covered in cake and icing and crumbs and a mess and then it's all in my car that was my thought she didn't want a cake pop she wasn't hungry she had no you know knowledge of any cake pop action this secretary literally almost had a physical altercation with me trying to force my hand to give my daughter a cake pop and I continued to tell her no thank you Um, But it's just, it's so funny to me because I'm thinking, like, why do we, why are we so um, caught up on using food as a way to reward our children or as a way to, um, like, as a closure to an activity? Like, even at my church, again, I'm not church bashing. I know I feel like I have to say that every time, but... Even at my church, like at the end of Sunday school, they're passing out suckers. At the end of our Wednesday night children's program, they're passing out suckers. Why? Like these kids are going to come and they're going to be okay if they leave and don't have a piece of candy. They're not going to like be crying and throwing tantrums at the door. Um, And even I think, I feel like even though we've kind of set a precedence that that's something that we do, if you just stopped doing it. There might be a couple of kids that would be like, where's the candy or why aren't we having candy? And all you would have to say is, we're not doing that anymore. The end. Those kids, I can almost guarantee, are still going to come back next week. Because here's the thing, they're not there for the candy. They're there for their friends and the class and the activities and everything like that. So it's almost like, I feel like a lot of times, like even with the snacks... You know, my daughter did ask because she, I mean, honestly, when she was younger, we used to call her snacks as a nickname. She's crazy about snacks. She loves them. And she still is kind of like that. Not as bad. But she asked me about snacks before the game. She was excited about them. And I think what a lot of what it is, is that the food that she gets at snacks is not food. Like, I can't remember the last time that we had fruit snacks or anything like that at the house. It's just not food that I ever buy. So it's kind of like. It is kind of a treat for her um, to get something that she doesn't normally eat, but it's not anything good, and it's definitely not good for her to eat with the the tooth situation, and I just, I don't know, it's so, anyway, so this mom friend and I were talking about, like, um, like, I signed up, and I'm, you know, of course, because there's the other thing, like, of course, the coaches aren't going to provide the snacks, so now the parents have to sit down with the game schedule, Which, side note, 
why in the world are these kids six years old, five, six years old, four, five, six years old, I think, and they have 18 games in their season. I can't, I can't even really talk about it too much because it makes me so crazy. But anyway, so of course the parents have to sit down with the game schedule and there's not that many kids. So now you're picking two games that you're going to commit to bringing snacks for the whole team. So we were talking about how like, what would the kids do if we just showed up with like fruit and vegetables and and some dip or something (laughs) Like something healthy that would actually have some nutritional value other than just like a a bag of empty junk sugar. So I don't know. I mean, I think I like my daughter loves watermelon and I do too and I buy it a lot. So I think honestly, like I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm just going to get um, a bunch of watermelon and have it for the kids to eat after the game and you know if they want to eat it great if not if they're like looking around for the Capri Suns and fruit snacks and I'm just gonna be like oh you know sorry we got we got fruit here dudes and I'll be that mom because I as you know already I don't care I don't care um but anyway if anybody else ever listens to this I'd love to get feedback on what you think I think there's like this the fine line of let kids be kids, let them have fun, let them have treats. And then there's also this thing of like, hell no. Like I'm the one who has to pay these dental bills. I've even joked, like I'm joking, but I'm kind of serious. I've even joked with, with the teachers at my church and like the pastor even, and like the, um, there was a secretary that was always giving Clara, my daughter, candy and fruit snacks and stuff. And like, she's cute and it's perfect. And it's, everything that she loves my daughter so much but I've even joked and said like all right cool so I'll send you her dental bills like are we cool on that we're gonna do that arrangement um yeah so I'm the one who has to pay the dental bills I'm the one who has to deal with her coming home oh my gosh sometimes when she eats all these snacks she comes home and she's sick to her stomach big shocker like I'm the one who has to deal with that so yeah no she'll be fine and like you can think that I'm a terrible parent or like I'm freaking, you know, restrictive or whatever. But at the end of the day, um, it's all about me. So I'm selfish and I don't want my daughter to have cavities and I don't want to pay for them. So there's that. Tell me what you think. Um, I'm just going to do one other topic because that was a lot of uh, time on that. And I think this is a, this is funny. So, um, as I mentioned, I'm like nearing, um, the end of uh, my second divorce. And, um, I don't know why I keep saying that. Like it's like I accomplished something. It's terrible. But, um, so I haven't worn wedding rings, um, for really for years. And I, uh, I just don't, I don't have them. I don't even have them. So that's really, I don't have a choice. I don't have them. And so, um, this week on, I had an issue with my car battery, like all of a sudden it started dying all the time, which is super stressful to not know if your car is going to start or not. Um, so I think it was on, uh, Tuesday or yeah, Tuesday, I think I got to the end of the day and I'm at Speedway and I go to start my car and I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing is not going to start again. I know it. So it started at Speedway, but then I got to my next patient's house and I'm sitting in the parking lot I even parked my car 
with open spots around me because I was fairly confident that it wasn't going to start when I came out. And I thought, okay, well, if I have to call my roadside assistance, then at least there'll be space for somebody to pull in beside me and give me a jump. <clears throat> so I go in, I see this patient, I come out. Sure enough, my car won't start. So I'm kind of like right away on the phone. Um, my mom is actually my um, car insurance agent in do you think I even knew what kind of car insurance I had? Uh, no, sure didn't. So I'm texting her, like, tell me the name of the car insurance. Tell me my policy number. I'm grown ass woman. And still I'm calling my mom. And because I don't, I honestly, when she told me what I had, I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. Like when did she changes my insurance all the time to get me, to get me the best deal. I'll give her credit for that. But the bad part about it is I don't keep up with it. I I honestly, I just keep giving her void checks and it keeps getting paid. And I just know I have car insurance, but I don't know anything about it other than that. So as I'm like literally on the phone trying to get through to roadside assistance, this guy knocks on my window and he's like, I heard your, I heard your battery. Do you need to jump? And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know, I thought I'd be here forever waiting for this roadside assistance is great. So I don't mean to stereotype. And I'm, and I'm not, but this is just, these are straight facts, like no stereotypes. I, um, how do I say this? I carry quite a bit of weight in my, uh, rear end area. (laughs) I got a big butt. Like that's just what it is. And I always have, um, I remember when I worked at Chick-fil-A as a high school, when I was in high school, I remember, one of the girls being like, no, seriously, like, what's wrong with you? Did you get implants? Like, the girl was, like, confused as to how I was white and had such a big butt. And I'm like, no, it's just genetics. Like, I don't, I don't do any, why would I do that? Like, I, I'm no. So, um, what tends to happen is that I have gotten asked out by a lot of African-American men. And, Again, no stereotypes, no judgment, no anything. It's just, these are like pure facts. This is just what happens. So anyway, this guy knocks on my door or on my window. He's super nice. I'm so thankful because I did not want to sit in this apartment parking lot and wait and wait. He gives me a jump. The car, the battery jumps immediately. So it was just a weird situation. But so as it was like, he was like the wingman or something because he was kind of, I, I don't know. I, again, I don't want to label people, but he was just kind of awkward. He was kind of skinny guy, you know, super nice, like kind of younger. Like I think he was probably in his early twenties. I mean, I wouldn't put him past that, but as he's like closing his hood and wrapping up everything or whatever, here comes Jose Suave, like swooping in beside me and, uh, is like, well, now we gave you a jump. You got to give me your number. And, I'm definitely not at a, at a point right now. I have zero intentions of dating or of pursuing any type of relationships with anyone. So I, I, my first instinct was like, I was completely flustered because he came up behind me and I was like, where is this your car? Like, who is this other guy? Where have you been? What's going on? And, uh, so in a, in a moment of total fluster, I gave him my number because I felt this is how ridiculous I am. I felt bad because he had jumped. I guess he, it was his car. And I don't know what happened. Like, did he did he send that guy in to, like, 
prime me and jump my car and then he, he came sweeping I don't I don't know I don't know I don't really know what the backstory was to all of that but I gave him my number like a real idiot not that it matters like what's he gonna do track me down through my phone I think people can actually do that so it's mildly terrifying but um so he starts texting me right away and I'm like gosh I, why didn't I think to like just say no or say no thank you or just get in my car and drive away. I just get, like, I guarantee, because I get hives, like, up my neck. I guarantee I had hives up my neck. I know I was stuttering. I was so nervous. I just was like, yeah, have my number. I got to go. And uh, so he starts texting me right away. <laughs> it's just nothing inappropriate, but it's just like, you know, I'm not interested. Uh, I'm not, you know, and then at one point, I mean, I've got four kids. My day is packed solid. I barely have time. Like there's literally times where I'm like, please hold my baby. I've had to pee for like the past six hours. I mean, I barely have time to go to the bathroom, let alone have a full on like quick text conversation with somebody. So at one point he's like, why are you taking so long to text me back, baby? And I was like, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> Because I'm not answering to anybody, and especially not this guy uh, who pulled some fast one. Anyway, the end of the story is I'm thankful for the jump on my battery, and it was a funny interaction. So then, I swear to you, I turn around, and I drive to AutoZone because I'm like, I got to get this battery situation handled immediately. I get in there, like, they're, they were actually, not AutoZone. Yeah, I went to AutoZone first. They checked the battery and told me it's fine, which they had told me a week ago is fine. I'm like, the hell it is. It keeps dying. So I go to Midas. Yes, shout out to Midas in Dayton. Y'all did it and you did good. Um, anyway, so I I get in there. They're checking it out. I'm I literally walk in. I'm like, look, I got an hour. If you can figure out what's wrong with it and fix it in an hour, let's do it. If not, like, I got to go. And he's like, yeah, I think we can do it. So he did it. And then I'm like three-fourths of the way through the hour, 45 minutes in, maybe about 30, 40 minutes in. And here comes this other African-American guy in. And he was um, he was really nice. We had a good conversation. And the thing that made me laugh that... Um, <laughs> When I told my mom about our interaction, she was like, what gives him the right to ask you that? That's super bold. And I didn't even think about it that way when he asked me, but it kind of is. Um, at one point he said, um, are you single by choice or just not looking, um, just not looking for the hassle or something along those lines? And I basically was like, you know, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's by choice. I just don't, I don't have the um, energy or the time or, you know, I don't need anything from anybody. Um, I kind of handle my own business. And so then, then he's like, well, let me get your number. And if anything, you know, I can offer you companionship. And he was telling me that <laughs> he was telling me, which this guy, I mean, I don't want to dog him because he has his own business. He's trying to, trying to take care of himself and, and make money. And I think that's good. But he uh, does a handyman um, business, he says on the side, so I don't really know what his main job was. We didn't get to that. But 
Um, at one point I told him that I lived on a farm and that I have like goats and chickens and some animals and stuff. And he was like, I don't know why that's so sexy to me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know why either, because it's everything in the world except for sexy. It is actually the, like, it's the opposite. It'll, it's not at all. It's terrible. It's disgusting and it's a mess and it's a total freak show out here. But when he said that, I just laughed so hard on the inside because I'm thinking it's, it's so funny that you would think that it's anything sexy because it's, it's so far from it. But anyway, um, I gave him my number and I don't know, by the end of the conversation, I think he kind of got a vibe that like, I wasn't really, I wasn't really, uh, interested in any type of interaction past our lobby of the uh, car repair place Midas um and so I didn't hear from him and that's okay because uh what am I gonna do like seriously what am I gonna do I already kind of max out my child care um favors with my parents and then another couple for my church that helps me out just to help out with games that my kids have and, and things like that. So am I actually going to ask somebody to watch my kids so I can go on a date? Uh, no, no. Like if I, if I ask somebody to watch my kids and it's not for a game, it's just so like for me time, I choose a nap all day long over going on a date. I'm sorry. Like that's just real talk. I'm not doing it. So, um, anyway, those were two interactions. That's not normal. Like, I don't want you to th- I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything about myself. I'm a, I'm a wreck. That's not normal that there would be t- two in- interactions in a week, let alone all, both in one day, um, which made it so funny. So whatever. I mean, it makes a girl feel good to have somebody even look at you or, or even think that you're like a person that they may want to talk to or date. Um, <clears throat> I told my son when he got home from school, I was like, you're never going to believe what happened. I had two different guys ask me out today and he was like, were they both black? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, they were. And he said, you know that, uh, no white guy's ever going to ask you out. And I was like, well, you know what? Whatever. At this point, like, uh, I'm not, it's so far off my radar that it's not anything that I even care about. So, but that was funny. It made the whole battery car breakdown situation a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, I don't know, funny and memorable or whatever you want to call it. But <clears throat> anyway, I think I'm going to wrap it up for today because it's almost midnight, which means it's almost the next day and, uh, I need to, I need to get going. So, um, I got to sleep, you know, there is that. So, um, All right, well, listen again to the next one, and uh, hopefully I can um, keep this going. My brother sent me a text message. I couldn't see all of it, but he said, um, he said I should keep, keep doing these. So, you know what, Luke? I feel like you give good career advice, and you give good, good life advice. My brother is uh, available for life coaching. I'm just kidding. He's, I don't think he would want to do that, but um, he's, he's pretty much a hero and a rock star, so if he tells me to keep doing it, I'm going to do it. Um, and I agree to, I agree with him, you know, as far as, like I said, I want it to be a platform 
and I want it to be a way that I can just kind of talk through things and, you know, hopefully kind of identify with some other people on, um, you know, things that I've gone through and, and use it as a way to, um, you know, just to, to talk through and, and to reach out to other people. So that's what I'm going to do. All right. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Bye.